recording in progress. (laughs) What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Life Uncaged podcast. I am your host, Emma Zia, and today I have a very, very special guest with us. It is the beautiful Beck Malonez. Is that right, your surname? Yes. Yes, close enough. (laughs) It's all Greek. (laughs) Welcome to today's show. I'm so excited to have you here and I'll introduce Beck professionally and then I'll also give my little personal bio because we've actually never met in person, which is bizarre to me. Yes, it doesn't feel like that, man. Like, yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, and we must must have connected like a couple of years ago, Hmm. a couple of years ago and yeah, it's, 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 you know, when you meet someone and you feel like you know them and like, it'd be so interesting to see when we actually meet each other face to face. I feel like it's very much like a sister energy with you. Hashtag soul fam. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we yeah. roll. So for those of you listening, Beck is a high priestess, uh, sorry, high priestess, an intuitive healer, psychic channel, divine feminine leader and writer. And she's passionate about helping people navigate their spiritual awakening and initiation process in order to step into their fullest, most aligned version of soul self and in expression of their inherent feminine gifts. She is here to activate and initiate light workers who are ready to follow their soul's call and remember what they came here to do in this incarnation. Powerful, powerful, powerful. <laughs> And so for me, Beck has really, I actually met Beck when I was going through my second dark night of the soul, (laughs) a crazy spiritual upgrade. And I remember she held space for me so fucking powerfully and Mm -hmm. not many people in my experience and in my lifetime can understand the types of spiritual experiences that I go through. And I honestly feel like if, like, I think the reason I was able to go to that place and every, the way everything, you know, aligned is because you were really supporting me through that, um, as I was going through all of these things and all of this roller coaster, and uh, yeah, anyway, that will be for another episode. Yeah, we do a whole episode on the crazy spiritual shit that happens. <laughs> part two, part two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's just a really special, really special human to me, and very, very wise. So I'm so excited for her to share her wisdom with you guys. And today we're going to be really delving into activating your soul gifts and soul purpose, and we're going to be exploring everything in between. So what are <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, yay. <laughs> oh, and as well, I just want to premise because we spoke about this before we jumped on. Um, Beck does shamanic channeling as well. So uh, we set an intention before we jumped on. Her channel is open. So you might hear her say some weird things, <laughs> some light language. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you might see, you know, her eyes go a little bit funny when she goes into the channeling. So just so you know, if that happens, that's just the channeling process. She is absolutely okay. She's just channeling information for us. Today. <laughs> <laughs> so Beck, I want to, I want to ask you firstly, how did you get into this work of helping people activate their soul's purpose? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I need to like take myself back to It was a couple of years ago. And actually to preface that I had spent since my twenties, early twenties, like 18 onwards, really asking the question of what is my purpose? Why am I here? What is my purpose? And no one at 18 is that obsessed with finding their purpose. It was like this. And this is something that a lot of light workers, star seeds, whatever you want to call them, have this call from a young age of like, why the fuck am I here? What am I doing here? I have this pull and this need to serve or do something. And I feel like I'm here for something. And I cannot rest until I find that. So a lot of my early 20s was discovering what all the things that I wasn't. Um, So I did a shit ton of like crazy things. I was a circus performer, a DJ, a writer, a musician. um, I was in film and television. I did all this stuff, right? I I went on the journey. I was even a 
dancer for a while there. That was an interesting little uh, experience, a burlesque performer. And did all this stuff and was like, right, none of this is my thing. And none of this lights me up in the way of like, this is it. This is why I'm here. And I think um, at the same time, I was going through this huge, like my first real awakening or dark night of the soul, where I was deconditioning and asking questions about like, why is the world the way that it is? Why are we brought up this way? Um, why am I so unhappy being here? You know, all the things that you go through at the start of a kind of a dark night of the soul of like, what the fuck is this existence and why am I here? Um, so for me, my spiritual journey and my awakening process and my life purpose were all kind of like linked into each other. And I had this deep desire to discover my purpose, which then took me on this spiritual awakening journey where I did a lot of, a lot of healing work, got really interested in self-development. From there, went back to study psychology briefly, realized that it was too regimented and like um, I didn't like the idea of being put into boxes. And because personally I've been diagnosed with mental illnesses that I don't think I mean, now looking at the fact that I'm this healer and this shaman, it all makes sense to me now. But looking back then when they were diagnosing me with these things, I was like, I can't be put in a box like this. It doesn't make sense. I don't feel crazy in that way, right? I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So I it led me basically down onto this path of coaching. So I became... In really quickly yep. what was the mental illnesses that you were diagnosed with yeah um when I was in high school I was 16 or 17 I was diagnosed with bipolar I think type 2 disorder which is more depressive than manic um depression just like a, it was a whole bunch of things and then it, anxiety was coming through more um in my my early 20s so bipolar was the first one and I do have a history of mental illness in my family so it wasn't like unheard of um, to be diagnosed with this. My grandmother on my dad's side is schizophrenic and she's actually the healer lineage that is where all my gifts come from. So there's this, this is again, probably a whole other podcast topic, but there is this phenomenon with people who are healers or um, starseeds or lightworkers where a lot of them are diagnosed with mental illnesses and it's a misdiagnosis of a spiritual um, awakening or initiation. So for me, it was this initiation into my gifts and into my purpose and into all my past lives and all of this stuff was mis misdiagnosed as a mental illness um, because a psychotic break does look a lot like a spiritual awakening at times and a spiritual emergency, emergency can look like a psychotic break, which is something that I've learned through my Kundalini rising a lot of times. Um, they are very, very difficult to distinguish sometimes. Anyway, so long story short, I got into the coaching industry and I was a relationship coach for a year and a half. Um, I quit my whole life, went to Bali. I had this weird call to like leave my apartment, leave my boyfriend, quit my film job, go to Bali and try and make my coaching business work. And it was about a, a year of that and asking like, you know, bring me the people that are for me, help me find what my purpose is, help me be connected to whatever it is. I kept hearing all year from different shamans and healers and it just this message of you're a healer, you're a healer, you're a healer kept coming in. And I was like, la, 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 no, I'm not. I'm a coach and ignoring all these weird experiences that started happening. And I remember um, this really profound experience with one of my first coaching clients and her husband had passed away and it was like 11 weeks into our coaching together. And she asked me, because I did a bit of like intuitive readings occasionally um, where I would feel the energy of the person and be like, oh, these are your love blocks, right? But I was like, oh, it's just coaching. It's just intuition. Like it's not, it's not because I'm psychic or it's not because I have gifts. Um, and she asked me if we could try and make contact with her past husband 
And I was like, it's not really something that I do, but let's see. Right. And so we did this energy healing together and I felt, felt the presence of this man. And it was like, whoa, it was like the most profound experience in my life. And I was like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, this is what I'm here to do. Part of what I'm here to do is to connect spirit in this way and do this energy work. So I was still super resistant to it um, for a little while after that. And I was like, yeah, that's great. I'm a healer, but I'm going to go be a coach first. And then once my business and my money sorted and all of that, I'm successful. Then I'll focus on opening to my healing gifts. And of course, spirit had a completely different idea. Spirit's like, bitch, like you know, you need to be on your mission, on your purpose. And you're like, there's so much more than what you're um, accessing right now. So I was super cock blocked, couldn't make money in my business. Um, Every door was closed to me sort of thing until I got to the end of my, I think it was 2020, no, 2019, end of 2019. I reached this point where I had $300 left in my account, no clients, like nothing going on in my business. And it had been a year of like intense initiations. And I held my hands up to the sky and I was like, fine, Find this fucking healer that you want me to be, God, like show me. And then it was like, bam, I had this, <laughs> I don't even know what to call it now. In hindsight, I'm like, it was the start of the intensity of my Kundalini um, rising, but it was this three months of being on the floor, seeing, hearing things, having visions, speaking in tongues, like remembering all of these past lives as a priestess and this huge freaking initiation into all my gifts. And in the space of three months, it was like, I went to bed a normal person. And I woke up as this like super, super psychic, all my gifts online, like remembering all these past lives, able to read other people's, but like crazy, crazy up level um, or remembering really of who my soul actually was and what I was actually here to do. And then it was a very quick succession for me to then serving people and initiating other healers. And it became very clear, oh, this is what I'm here for. I'm here to initiate other healers and help people through this process of reconnecting to all these past lives and reconnecting to their gifts and reclaiming. And I feel like you've got something to say. So I'm going to stop rambling for a second. Your face is (laughs) I was just pulling up some questions on the side. Um, no, that's powerful. That's really powerful. And I think what you said about, you know, being diagnosed with a mental illness and it was actually you being initiated into, you know, deeper levels of your existence here. Like that is just something I see so, so common, especially throughout this pandemic mm-hmm. there, you know, people have just been waking up, people have been shaking up and kind of like thrown into their soul purpose in a way and thrown into these dark nights without having maybe the previous self-development foundations that you and I have had through doing our yeah. certifications and our work with clients and things like this. And so they don't understand what they're going through. And I think it's really important. You know, there's a lot of light being shone on mental health and emotional health. And, you know, it's also spiritual health. Like we need to illuminate the fact that we are spiritual beings in this human experience. And so I think, I think people can make it very personal. You know, they could be like, I feel depressed or I feel anxious or bipolar tendencies or ADHD or whatever it might be. And then they're like, I feel broken, you know, I feel like there's something wrong with me. And it's like, if you actually zoom out and see it from the bigger, more esoteric perspective and understand that we are energy. And so we're constantly, you know, vibrating and moving and evolving. And like, it, it will bring a lot of, I want to say a sense of relief to a lot of people. And so, yeah, this is something I actually, there's a message coming through about this and it's really fucking important that people hear this because what I'm seeing a lot Um, And this is not necessarily even people who are like anchored in their gifts and serving as a healer or a shaman or a medicine woman or whatever the fuck you want to call it, right? This is people who are even slightly sensitive and have these tendencies. At the moment, we're in a really, really dense, um, 
evolutionary period for the earth. And it's this mass dark night of the soul that we're going through. And 80% or more, like really, and that's not a statistic I pulled out of my house. I was like, okay, thinking about who I know, who is actually right now not wanting to check out and leave the planet. Um, because there's this ph phenomenon where I'm seeing every single one of my friends who's sensitive or open or at all um, connected to deeper levels of like beyond the veil of what's actually going on is feeling the heaviness and the density. And they actually want to leave. Like they're like, fuck this shit. This is too much for me. This is really heavy. I want to leave. And when I say leave, and this is a trigger warning here, I mean suicide. I'm not talking about, I want to leave my body and like ascend. It's like, I want to go back to a place that I know um, that exists elsewhere. Yeah. Which is not this dense bullshit. And I didn't sign up for this, even though technically we all signed up for this a lot of us are like struggling and battling with these deep feelings of want to leave and it's crippling depression. And honestly, Emma, like last year for me, I nearly killed myself. Like it was at least 80 times where I was like, I just want to die. And I was like on my hands and knees praying to God being like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like why, you know, why am I here? And that was really hard for me um, to go through, but I see why I went through it and why I go through it. It's because it's not just me that feels it. And so many of us have these feelings of like, I don't want to fucking be here anymore. And we feel so alone in those moments of like, I'm the only one going through this. And for me, the thing that saved me was talking to other healers and talking to my friends and talking to my community. And they were like, oh yeah, I've been like wanting to kill myself too all year. I can see you're reacting to this. So it's like so felt, right? Um, and it's because there's so many, this message needs to come out because there's so many of us who are living in the closet or living in this 3D environment still where we don't have people who are on the same path as us. We might not even be fully aware that we have this connection to um, these gifts or to whatever it is, this sole purpose here. And so it's really isolating. And I just want to say, if you're one of those people, please don't check out, please don't leave. Like we really need you. Um, I love you. I see you. We really, really need you right now. And you're not alone. You're never alone. And yeah, it's just like if you're if you're connecting with this, I just want you to close your eyes because there's so much love coming through this transmission for you of you were so seen, you were so heard, you were so needed right now, and things are going to get better. And you wouldn't be here in this time, in this, in this place, in this incarnation if you couldn't handle everything that you were going through right now, if you couldn't handle, you know, your whole existence has been initiating you to this point. And we're probably going to touch on this with Emma soon, but like every lifetime that you've had here you've been preparing for this moment here in humanity so yeah it's really important for people to hear that and feel it's like feel that it's not even hearing it as words it's feeling it in your heart in your soul of like yeah it's really freaking hard right now and the collective super heavy and we're transmuting things for people that don't they're not even aware of this stuff um because COVID and I didn't really want to get into all this stuff, but everything that's going on, so many people are losing their jobs and people are dying and all this stuff is happening and people who are not conscious and aware are not processing their grief. They're not processing their emotions. And so those of us that are sensitive are on overload. Not only are we processing all of our shit, but we're processing all of their shit. And to top it all off, the galactics and like, you know, other planets and whatever, they're sending all these high vibrational energies to help the earth ascend which every time that happens, our light bodies get an upgrade, which means that everything that's dense and needs to go gets pushed up and out. Um, so it's a lot, like it's a lot. And as a sensitive person, it can really be like, press the exit button, get out of here, why they reincarnate, fuck this shit, never coming back. But 
we're all in this boat together and there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And those of us going through this are here and we've been through this initiation and we've been through, we're going through these initiations because we're here to hold the hope and the light when things get even more chaotic for those who can't hold the hope. We can't hold the light. And so your personal journey and all the stuff that you've been through is basically initiating you to prepare you to be solid and be centered and be grounded and be connected to soul and purpose and beyond the veil of what's happening and beyond what you're seeing in your 3D reality. We can all sense that there's something bigger happening here. Um, again, I'm rambling on, but it's like, yeah. <laughs> no, I well, we have this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so, <laughs> I was so like with you in that moment of feeling emotional because I actually, I feel like I went through my big, big dark night of the soul, like a year or so before we met. But when I was going through those six weeks of being in stage four lockdown in Melbourne, when we connected and I was going through, you know, that other dark night of the soul, like it was just like, that would, that was the feeling like when it's so painful, like I remember journaling one night and I was like, what's more painful than death is dying while you're still alive. Yeah. When you go through that ego death and it feels so painful and oh, I'm thinking, do I share the story or not? Yes, you do. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred okay. percent. My feet are tingling. So you got to do it. <laughs> it's funny. I actually shared this with, I don't really speak about my personal experience very often, to be honest. And maybe, you know, this podcast is a space that I can start opening up more. It's not on purpose. I think it's that sometimes I feel like people might not be able to handle what I've experienced. Um, and I think, you know, I've, I'm sure you've experienced this as an intuitive and as a healer and like people that have these crazy spiritual supernatural experiences, it's easier to keep it in sometimes because the masses aren't exactly going to understand but this was very much more of like a human experience. I remember there was, so during the six weeks, I was having, I was having a lot of like suicidal thoughts, but I knew that it wasn't me thinking it. Like I actually, my eternal self didn't want to leave this planet, but my ego was just trying to escape the pain because obviously that our egos are programmed to, you know, chase pleasure and avoid pain. And there was this one night in particular and I remember I was in the shower and I was shaving my legs. It was midnight. It was like, when you're in that place of like deep depression, you don't even know what you're doing. Right. I remember like walking into the shower and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life right now. Like I was feeling so low. I was like, I'm just going to shave my legs. I'm just going to like, I don't know, like exfoliate, like just do something like that at midnight. And I remember I was, oh, fuck, it's got so much charge. I remember I was in the shower and I had the razor in my hand and this voice was just like, just use the razor, use the razor this is your way out. It's easy. You don't have to feel the pain anymore. And I remember, and I'm so, so grateful for like all the work that I've done up until that point, because I was able to be the witness of that voice and not subscribe to that story. You know, I didn't have to become that voice and act on that voice. I was able to just sit back and be like, that's not me thinking that that's just my ego doing its job. <laughs> and so I remember I was just burst, I burst out crying, but you know, when it's tears where it's not necessarily like actual tears, it's just like this pain. It's like your whole body is crying and it's just like your whole body is purging pain. And I remember in that moment and I said, please spirit, just show me a miracle, like save me. And in that moment, I felt this, like the only way I can describe it is just like this warm energy, almost like encapsulate me, like it hugged me. And I felt that it was actually my grandma who passed like not long before and without me even doing anything, I just found myself in my bedroom. It's like this energy just walked me out of the shower, put the razor down onto my bedroom floor where I was safe. And I remember I tried calling my brother and he didn't answer. 
it was midnight. I tried calling my ex. He didn't answer. It was midnight. And I was like, okay, I'm going to call my mum. But I was so hesitant to call my mum because, you know, you don't, when you're in that place, you just don't want to worry people. Like, and I know if I called my mum and told her how I was feeling, I was worried that she would get worried and it would just be this spiral of worry. But I was like, I just have to, I was like, I know I'm going to be okay. I just want to hear someone say it. That's all I just wanted. And this is why, you know, lifelines are so important when you're going through depression, just having that person that you can actually just be like, okay, you know, I'm here, I'm okay, I'm supported. And so I called her and my mum, just in her usual happy self, she's very similar to me. She was like, hi, darling. (laughs) And I was just like, I remember the first thing I said to her, I was like, mum, I'm in a really bad place. And I was like, I know I'm going to be okay. But I just need you to tell me. And it was so funny. She was like, she was like, oh, she was like, I'm shopping for a birthday card. And I accidentally picked up this random card. She was like, it says, be strong, stay positive. Everything's going to be okay. Oh, it's so beautiful. And I just, I just felt it. And I felt like it was spirit. And it was just, and I knew that, you know what I mean? Like I knew that that experience taught me so much. I, I really like came to a lot of understandings like spiritual understandings about things. And, you know, I kept telling myself, everything is temporary. Everything Mm -hmm. is temporary. And I had this mantra that I said every day when I was sitting on my fork, like crying my eyes out in pain, I said, I wouldn't be experiencing this if I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. And that's it. And the everything is temporary is so freaking crucial when you're in that. Because when you're in that, it feels like it never ends. And like, for me, it was like, and I was talking to someone about this before at the start of my dark night, it'd be like little periods and then I'd have an up level and everything would be amazing. And I'd be back in the miracle. And then it'd be a longer period of initiation. And then it'd be back in the miracle. And it's like, literally it was since 20 mid 2020 until like now I'm also in my Saturn return. So that's a whole other thing. But until pretty much when I landed in Mexico, I was going through hell of an initiation and I was in this karmic thing it was like it was hell basically and I just kept being like where is the light where is the light where is the light at the end of the tunnel and kept having to remind myself of I know that there's there is change coming because I've been through this like long cycles of darkness without change and it's like part of the initiation for all of us is how long can you bear the darkness without sight of the light mm-hmm. and trust that there's going to be a corner there's going to the light is going to come out and actually it's this thing there's this um alana fairchild um oracle deck and there's a card in the oracle deck called diving for light and it's about how dark um, dark souls how really ancient wise souls go through these really deep dark periods of darkness and like no hope and these dark nights of the soul and they purposely put themselves into the depths really deep in the depths to then see how much light can i shine there basically to be able to evolve and expand and hold more light so when we go into these dark spaces and long periods of time it's so crucial to be connected to this it's not always going to be like this I'm a caterpillar in this crystallis like at some point I'm going to emerge as a butterfly and yes it sucks being in this and I'm in this void space where I'm like nothing's like you know I don't feel that joy I don't feel that light I don't feel like there's a light at the tunnel I don't feel like I'm going to get out of this but you always, 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 there's always that light at the tunnel. There's always the up level because of it. There's always a more joy, more bliss, more ecstasy, expansion, whatever it is at the end of it. And it's just like collectively, we're going through this really big dark night of the soul. And we need to hold that hope and that trust and that faith of like what's on the other side of this 
and that's our job as light workers, as healers, as way showers, is to hold that light for people because we've gone through it ourselves, because we've been through these initiations where it's been so dark and so painful and we've wanted to check out so many times that we haven't because there's this something within us being like, I can't. And for me, honestly, like through my Kundalini um, rising at the start and my dark night and even this whole year that's just passed, Every time I had that thought of like, I want to leave, I want to kill myself, I don't want to be here. There was something in me that my heart was like, you're never going to do that, babe. Like, you're like, come on. Like my soul like has such a sense of humor. She's like, oh, quit being freaking dramatic. Like this is not even the worst thing that we've been through. Like laughing at my human being like, oh, sweetie, like, you know, you're going to be fine. And it's because I was connected to that other version of myself who has the strength because like sure as shit don't have it in this lifetime, in this incarnation yet was what was getting me through. And the other thing that was actually coming through when you were talking that I want to speak to is you said your grandma and that spirit um, was what kind of like brought you out of it. And what I want to say to those who don't have community or really existing people in this like physical reality who are supportive in that way or that they can talk to, um, we have all of these beautiful guides in spirit and you know angels and and family members of the past and for me it's like i connect deeply to the ancestors of the land wherever i am um we have so many people around us in spirit in in whatever not in physical form that are supporting us that are sending us love and literally all you need to do is ask i need support i need help i need guidance for me the past year most of it actually the year before that most of it the thing that got me through was god and I say, God, I mean, universe, spirit, source, whatever. It's that feeling of connection to source, to my soul, to the beings that are around me that got me through. It wasn't other humans. Last year was a lot. It was out of the other humans because I worked through enough to be able to call in tribe. And I worked through separation wounds and sister wounds and all of that shit. Wounds around the masculine, lots of that. Um, to be able to call in, yeah, people who could help hold me in my physical reality. But before that, it was like it was me and it was God. And that was it. And that was what was getting me through. It was me and my own soul. So we always have that. There's that support network there for us. We just need to ask like you did. You ask, please give me a miracle. Give me something. They're waiting. They're literally in the wings waiting for you to be like, help me. Give me a sign. Give me something. Right. They're waiting. And sometimes and this is what I want to speak to as well, because this can be really frustrating. And this is kind of where I was last year, that there is a point where it's also an initiation where you feel like they've shut you out and they're not saying anything when you've gone through that and you feel really connected to your guardians and your soul and you get all the signs and synchronicities and the 11 11s and all of that shit there is going to come a point where that's all stripped back too because they're like don't want you to rely on them right they want you to internalize and so there's this hierarchy of and now i'm completely going on a tangent but i feel like i want to say it of um connecting to source right so there's you and then there's like maybe all of your um like soul family and then your higher self and then there's source and it's like they're there to facilitate a connection to source or your oversoul or whatever if you can cut through all of this and connect directly to source like that's what they want you to be able to do eventually so it's like finding that source within that is the connection to all of it um complete tangent so i'm gonna uh, that would no that was powerful though i love that and and that's i just want to speak into that a little bit more because yeah, so much of what you said resonates with me. And one thing, like if anyone's listening that's going through a dark night of the soul or deep depression or, you know, you're feeling really shaken up and dealing with a lot of childhood wounding and trauma that's surfacing, one thing I want to say is, is probably the number one thing that really got me through my dark nights of the soul is to surrender fully into it. 
like when you realize that you're experiencing it because you're actually ready, like you can handle it, like you've got it, which is why you're experiencing that transmutation of negative energies, like surrender into it because it's so easy. You you were saying about how, you know, like we, we can't see the, the end of it. We can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So we instantly as humans go to, how can I get out of this? How can I get out of this? And the biggest thing and the best thing you'll do is not need to know. Yeah. Do not rush the process. The more that you just, I remember sitting on my floor every single day. And if I had that thought of when is this going to end, I would just witnessed it and I let it go. And I just sat there. And there was, there was times where I was on my floor for hours and hours crying, like my belly hurt because it was purging so much pain. And I didn't know when I was going to get out of it. And I, I didn't need to. All I needed to know that I was experiencing that for a reason, my body, my soul, my mind is just doing its thing. And I just need to make sure that I don't act on or subscribe to the stories that my ego is telling me and actually just really keep coming back to awareness, coming back to awareness, coming back to awareness. So the more you fully surrender into it, I feel like that's when the spontaneous shifts start to happen. Um, So for anyone listening, I want to share that. And also you said about feeling alone, like it's when you go through that, you feel so alone and you feel like no one is going to understand you. And this is one thing that I think is really interesting, like with the paradox of life, I feel like everything is a paradox, two sides of the same coin. You know, we're in this experience with other humans and we need our relationship with other humans in order for us to grow and expand. Like, you know, relationship is a tool for our own expansion. But simultaneously, we're actually living this experience completely alone Mm -hmm. because no one is going to see and understand and experience our reality in the same way that we are. Because we have our own perceptions, our own filter, our own lens that we're seeing this life through. So when you understand that feeling alone is actually just part of the individuation process and it's part of the process of being a healer and a, a coach and if, well, being human really, right? Um, so that kind of might bring some relief to that. And it's also an illusion. Like we're not actually alone because we're all freaking connected. So like you think that you're so alone and you think you're the only person going through it and you think that no one understands you. And then you open up and start to talk to people and you're like, holy shit, here's this mirror, here's this mirror, here's this mirror, here's this person going through exactly what I'm going through. So you're not alone. That's the paradox of it. You're so freaking alone and we are and we're born alone and we die alone, but we're so not alone. And then there's the whole concept that we all come from the same, like we are literally all the same thing um and we're so interconnected with each other and we're not actually separate so it's this yeah it's definitely a polarity and a it's a paradox and like we meet each other in that place of aloneness yeah so many of us feel alone that we're actually not alone in feeling alone yeah (laughs) that brings some comfort and just the last thing I want to touch on before I ask you something about you know purpose is when, when I told my story about when I was in the shower and you were saying about like, you know, what got you through it is, is God, universe, spirit. There is an ultimate surrender when you, what's the word? When you let go and you let God, right? As cheesy as that sounds. When, when I was in the shower that time, it was the ultimate surrender. Mm-hmm. I surrendered into the universe and I knew that the universe was going to catch me wherever I fell. And that's the thing is the biggest shifts I've had in my life when I went through my like year and a half spiritual awakening as well was in that surrender, in that surrender to the universe, in the surrender to God and knowing that I'm always supported. I'm always looked after and I'm here experiencing it because it's meant for me. And it's part of my journey and my path. So I can serve more, more powerfully, you know, the, the further we go within the further we go without. So I always say to my clients when they're experiencing similar things, I use the analogy of like a bouncy ball, like the harder you throw a bouncy ball down, the further it goes up. So whatever you're experiencing is just the dissension process to prepare you for the ascension. Um, 
And so, yeah, just keeping that in mind, I think might help. Might and help. also, you know, divine intervention, healing, miracles, magic can't freaking happen if you're there trying to micromanage and control. Mm-hmm. Surrender has been the most difficult lesson for me, but also, I mean, most of us, it's, it's the number one thing because we don't want to surrender our control. And I've noticed every time that I've been pushed, like, like I did when I had $300 in my account, I was like, fuck it. If I'm a healer, show me. And then what came as a result of that, I was like, wow, I can't even like, this is crazy, magical, beautiful, amazing. I would never even dream that I had these gifts and that this is my life that I get to like lie by a pool for six hours a day, channeling and getting paid to just like be weird and burp like, and you know, like talk shit with people about spirituality my whole life. No, the burping, the burping. (laughs) She's not just randomly being like, she burps. Yeah. Um, You know, I would, I would never, my human limited mind would never have known the way out of that or had even known all of this stuff. And I had to get my human out of the way completely and be like, right, cool. I have no freaking idea. And I admit that I have no freaking idea. But I also know that I'm connected to this infinite being that created literally freaking everything. And I don't need to know. You don't need to know. And this is like, what we're going to start talking about our gifts. It's the number one thing. It's like surrendering and asking because you have no freaking idea how amazing it can actually be what you're here for. We don't know what it looks like. If you had told me 10 years ago that this would be my life, like I would have laughed in your face because it's just so complex. Nothing I would never even considered that this is what I'm here for and it would look like this. And I'm telling you, I feel the up level that's coming. And I reckon March, like mark my words, March onwards for me, I feel this momentum of what's coming in my next level. And I bet you it's like, I can't even fathom what it looks like right now because it's going to be unlike anything that I've ever done. So I probably won't even be doing the same thing at that point. Um, Yeah. That's actually something I want to touch on is, people need to understand that like our soul's purpose and the reason we're here and our mission is forever unfolding. Mm-hmm. Right. So we'll go into this in more details in a moment, but when you start your coaching business, if you're listening and you're a coach or a healer, you're a spiritual leader, there'll be a certain access point into your mission and you start serving from that place. Like you were a relationship coach, mm-hmm. right? That was your access point, but then it's continually evolving and we need to be very fluid in that evolution process because otherwise we stop ourselves in that and we're like, oh, but I'm already labeled as this. So I can't branch out into this area or this area. No, do whatever fucking inspires you. Say okay. yes to what makes you feel alive because that is your soul giving you that spiritual ping of this is the direction. This is your next evolution. This is your next step. So it's so important for people to remain fluid in that and not get too caught up in this is my one and only niche or you know the details of, of who we serve and exactly how we show up because we're multifaceted beings. We're designed to show up in so many different ways. Yes, there's going to be certain points of expression so we can have that focus and see the progression of you know what we're here to do, but we have to remain fluid. So I want to ask you, specifically because a lot of my community and clients are coaches, spiritual entre- entrepreneurs and you know yada, yada, why do you feel that it's so hard for coaches, healers, and spiritual leaders to activate and fully step into their soul gifts. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. So this is like I could write a seminar on this. In fact, I will at some point. Um, this is something that you have to accept something before I even get into this. And this is going to run as an assumption. So if you don't resonate with this and you don't understand or subscribe to what I'm going to talk about, I'm asking you to firstly, like just, drop the judgment and feel into your body because your body will know whether this is truth or not firstly and secondly take it or leave it if you don't believe in it 
cool. Um, there's different levels of it. So I'm going to talk specifically about past lives and reincarnation and the witch wound. But there are levels in this human 3D experience of like imposter syndrome or like worrying what people think or conditioning. You can access it at whatever point. I'm going balls deep with this because this is where I'm at. Um, and whoever, yeah, <laughs> ovaries deep. Um, whoever is resonating with this, you're hearing this message because you're ready to hear this message um, because there is more for you to unpack and explore. So with that little um, Fuck yeah. disclaimer in place, for me, what I've recognized and realized and what I'm here to help people very much through is this process of all of us that have come here with a soul purpose, soul gifts here to help people evolve, change, ascend, whatever it is in self-development, helping people. And, you know, it's not even necessarily, I don't want to say that that's the only way that starseeds have come here. Many starseeds have come here to create beautiful music, which is healing or just be an expression of themselves or write books, or there's so many different ways a soul purpose can manifest. Like for me, Part of my sole purpose is doing grid work, which is not work. Like no one would be like, I'm going to pay you to go into these sacred places and fix the portals under, you know, like no one is going to pay me for that, but that's part of my purpose. Um, and even conversations I have with people on the street that they're not paying me and we're just talking, that's part of my purpose as well, right? So our purpose is so multifaceted, but I'm talking about those who have this strong pull to be here to help in some way. And we feel we have this mission to I don't know, do something right here. And we're interested in our own healing and self-development. We're interested in helping others to be this full expression of their soul, whatever that looks like, right? We're here to shine and be the, the, um, the reflection of what we are on the most deepest level. Many, 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 most of us, in fact, not most of us, all of us have incarnated here on earth countless thousands, sometimes times in the past in in environments, in places, in lifetimes where the world wasn't too kind to us when we were shining our light and sharing our gifts. And so many of us um, have these past lives as like healers or priestesses or witches or oracles or shamans or whatever it was where we were burnt at the stake, we were hung, we were murdered, we were excommunicated, we were stoned to death, we were like abused because of us being here in our authentic soul's truth because there is I don't want to get into this conversation but there's obviously factions within society which wants to repress that because that is what's helping humanity awaken out of the slavery that we are in so there's <laughs> there's lots of stuff there but basically a lot of us when we start in this lifetime to reclaim those gifts and we start to speak on these things and we start to be putting ourselves out there as, hey, I do this and I help people in this way and I'm speaking my authentic truth and this is what I did and blah, blah, blah. We start feeling this fear um, and it goes beyond imposter syndrome or like fear of judgment or fear of my friends from high school are going to think that I'm this crazy woo-woo psycho bitch, which they totally probably do about me and I don't give a shit anymore, which is great. Reaching that place of like, oh, I don't really? Oh my God, it feels so fucking good. So liberating. Um, yeah, but at the start of my journey, it was really actually, I'm going to say it was really difficult, but I've kind of pushed boundaries since I left school. I've always pushed boundaries, actually. So for me, it probably wasn't as difficult dealing with that judgment as a lot of people in humanity, because I've always kind of like rebelled and been an outcast and a, on the fringe of whatever it is, um, wanting to be independent and an individual. So I had dealt with that judgment a lot when I was younger in a lot of different areas of my life. But I did notice when I started to um share some of the more out there things um i had all these thoughts and feelings and resistance 
And it was more than at the start, it was like, oh, but you know, you did all this stuff in the past and you used to drink and you're a stripper and this and that. And like, how are people going to take you seriously when you're sitting here talking about mindset and like relationships and people are going to think you're full of shit. And there was that human level judgment. But then it was like, when I started to share my gifts, um, my healing work, the more esoteric stuff, that's when it really, this past life stuff started happening where I was having these spontaneous memories of there was one particular lifetime in Greece that I had where I was a high priestess. And this was actually, it's funny because the same place where we go to reconnect to our mission and purpose and, and assimilate those gifts back into this incarnation, into this body is the same place where most of the wounding is. So in that lifetime, some really horrendous shit happened to me. I'm not going to go into it and like be attached to the story of it, but I had like months and months and months and I'm still processing and clearing trauma from that lifetime of like, this is what happened and fuck this i'm here now and i don't want to do this again because last time i did this the past hundred times i did this it didn't go so well for me as a soul so we have this fear that's really irrational which prevents us from showing up and we tell ourselves oh it's imposter syndrome oh it's just because i don't feel good enough and that is to some degree what it is but there's actually a lot more happening under the surface and it's that there are parts of your soul which are having that um, experience and i want to say simultaneously because time is non-linear um, which is a concept which is like, whoa, but it's like all of your incarnations are actually occurring right here and now because there is no past and present. And so you're actually connected still and tethered to those lifetimes and those incarnations where they're not having such a great time sharing their gifts, right? Um, and so they're screaming at you and every fiber of your being is screaming at you, this is not safe, this is not safe. I want to hide in the shadows because if I hide in the shadows, I'm safe. Um, and the minute you start to put yourself out there, all of this like resistance and fear will come up. So there's a lot of us have to do, and this is a lot of the work that I do, a lot of clearing around these past lives because it's super liberating. Um, Can I ask something? Yeah. You're so in this current life expression, if you're experiencing fear about, you know, stepping into your healing gifts, for example, and there's a simultaneous past life happening where you were maybe being burnt at the stake or you were going to be burnt at the stake. Do you believe that healing it in this life expression will also change the path of that life expression? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've actually had moments. Oh, sorry. It just makes me really emotional. I've had moments of like being with versions of myself who are literally dying, like they're dying, they're on the stake dying and having, (laughs) having to like hold those versions of myself going through what they're going through and being like, thank you so much. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being so fearless. So like unapologetically you and being so brave and like by doing that and holding and being what that, that version needed to be, I've collapsed that timeline or I've even gone to, I do a lot of timeline therapies where I've gone beyond the point where that even happened. And my healing of that has then completely transmuted that timeline. That timeline never happened or that timeline was a happy timeline or whatever it was. Right. And so when we go into those places, we liberate that version of ourselves, but we also get them to come and we bring our multi multi-dimensionality online because we're able to tap into her power, tap into her gifts, bring her gifts from that lifetime and bring her here and be like, cool, I get to take that part of me and that lifetime and all that wisdom and all that knowledge. And that gets to come online now in this expression of Beck in this human form. And how cool is that, that we get to have all these freaking crazy lifetimes and experiences and bring them into this incarnation and into this experience um but like i said a lot of the time it's having to feel for those timelines so most of the clearing and healing i actually did and i'm lucky that i have a mentor now who is super super switched on and amazing and she can back up this stuff because for me 
I get downloads and I get knowledge about past lives, but sometimes I'm like, am I just making this shit up? Like, and it becomes really hard to tell when you're purging or clearing for this current lifetime or another version of yourself. Um, and last year I was doing a lot of clearing for other versions of myself and feeling these emotions and this feeling that I couldn't associate with this lifetime. So I was like, why am I feeling this abuse and this grief that's so intense and so fucked up? And I've never experienced anything that that's fucked up, but I'm having to hold space and clear for that incarnation of me. And we do this because we're multidimensional beings. We clear for other versions of ourselves all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, without even being aware that we're doing it. So sometimes we have this intense grief come out of nowhere and we're like, but that nothing's happened in this lifetime. It's that upsetting. And that's, just just, touch, sorry, just yeah. to touch on that. Like a lot of people, because we're in this, you know, paradigm of needing to know. Yeah. It's like when we feel emotion and this is what I do. Like when I, I just bioenergetically release and sometimes I sit there and practice and I'm sitting on my meditation cushion and I'm just crying and I don't even know where it's coming from, but I also don't need to know. Right. Exactly. It, like, does it really matter? Does it matter? Like if something, if something needs your understanding and your attention and you're ready for that clarity, then it will drop through and we just have to trust that alignment. And so we have to just constantly be so deeply connected to our bodies that we just allow it to release and purge you know, as we go and that's naturally regulating. And exactly as you said, like I've done a lot of ancestral healing, like two years ago, I did a lot of ancestral healing and wow, was it powerful? Like I was transmuting stuff for my, not even yours. And I was transmuting a lot of, um, a lot of trauma in my, you know, my feminine bloodline. And it was, it was crazy. And I remember going through it being like, wow, like our generation is transmuting some heavy shit like it's just and I remember that when this healing happened it really came out of nowhere um and I remember it was I was probably in this healing for like two and a half hours and I was moving and I was breathing and I was purging and I was throwing up and all of this stuff and it's just it's so fucking incredible that we can do that and I think a lot of us in our generation, like, you know, we are healing a lot of ancestral stuff. That's what we're here for. We're here for that. We're here to like clear entire freaking bloodlines of abuse and trauma and slavery mm -hmm. um, and conditioning. That's all we're here for. We're here to end all of that. Mm -hmm. And so if you're having a shit time right now, like, you know, it makes sense. We're ending all this stuff that our parents and the parents' parents and trauma and generational stuff that no one's addressed. Mm -hmm. Um and, and they're very thankful for it. That's for sure. Like I can, because I connect to the ancestors. They're super thankful for it, but we don't realize that we're doing that. Right. Yeah. And this is why it's so important as an adult to actually be non-attached to your parents yeah. and to be non-attached to them meeting your human needs of love and significance and, you know, or safety and security. Like we can't rely on that. We need to detach ourselves from that. Not that we break that relationship, but that we know that we are an evolution of the generation that came before us. And so yeah. I think when you have that perspective, and this might take people a while to get there, I knew it, you know, I mean, this probably took me a while to get there. I don't know, but I don't see myself as a child of my parents. I see myself as an expression of source consciousness. So I am a child of the universe, right? I'm, I'm connected with everything. I've been born through source consciousness. So when you kind of have that perspective, you realize that things like this, like bloodline trauma and stuff like that, it allows you to really go into that healing and really step into your gifts and purpose because you're not living in the confines of how you were brought up in your adolescent life. And so it really allows you to extend beyond that. And I think as well, this is something that this pandemic has really opened us up to is there is no holding back anymore. Like this pandemic has really shaken us up and been like, anything is fucking possible. Like we don't, we didn't even realize that this was going to be, you know, our experience. So it's really like 
really catapulting people into their purpose now more than ever. Mm-hmm. It's There's something I wanted to say that's really, really important for me to say that I didn't say before. And I'm like, so it's like, say it, say it, say it. And I'm like, yeah, because you said something about um, crying and not even knowing why you're crying. And it's really important for me to say, for those of you who start going into these past lives and clearing this stuff or clearing for other timelines, it's actually really important to not get attached to the story of it. Mm-hmm. Um, of, oh, cause this is what happened to me. Right. That's why I'm saying it. Cause at the start I was like, so jaded about this story. It was, Oh, well, like fuck humanity because they've killed me so many times. And God, you put me through this. Why would I want to come here and share my gifts? If like I'm suffering in all these lifetimes and right? we get attached to the story of, I was a priestess in this lifetime and I suffered or, um, you know, whatever it is, we get attached to the story of the past life Another and lady. get trapped, right? And it's like our job is to observe it and see it and feel that version, but like from a, yeah, obs- observing and holding and witnessing place and not like getting attached to the victim and the suffering. Cause this is like literally the past two years of my um, initiation have been me dealing with this victim um, and wounded healer archetype that keeps showing up in my shadow that I've attached to, oh, well, I had this. So of course I'm a wounded healer because every time I've come here, it's been not good for me. So I've created stories that I've then brought into this existence and I'm creating more of that, right? So it's really, really important to not get attached to the story while you're um, processing through and, and yeah. That's just, I felt like absolutely. I had and I was actually saying this to a friend last night. I was saying like, you know, when you have a spiritual awakening, whatever, it's so normal to go from like your attachment to your ego identity to your attachment to your spiritual yes. Yes. And so people are like, oh, I'm, you know, a lot of people are, uh, you know, believe that they've reincarnated from other planets. So the, you know, aliens in human form. And so they'll be like, oh, I'm Palladian or Arcturian. And yes, there is, you know, you might feel aligned with, with that in this, in this expression, but also we are everything. Yeah. Many lifetimes and many different. And so when you attach yourself to that, that in itself is a limitation. Any label is a limitation. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting that you're saying this because yesterday I channeled some stuff. I was talking to Isis just casually. Um, I work a lot with Isis. I was just having a chat with Isis. I was channeling some stuff about Isis because I was really into priestess origins and Anunnaki and blah, 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 whatever, like where these gods come from. And I had this understanding that Isis was Anunnaki. And then I read somewhere that she was Syrian and I connect with Syrian. And I only got into the galactic, like different star races, like in the past year, because I had this opinion of it doesn't really fucking matter. Like I'm a soul from elsewhere. It doesn't matter. And that's always been my opinion. And I've seen people like attach this importance. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Um, and create stories about, oh, I'm so important because I'm from here and I'm not from here and you guys suck, like you're just basic humans. I didn't want to be like that. So I didn't really delve into it and it wasn't really the time. But now as I co-create with more galactic beings and I channel a lot of them, um, I've looked into like more of my soul origins and I've been connecting to Sirius a lot. Um, And yesterday was really interesting. I asked Isis, I was like, so out of curiosity, are you Anunnaki? Are you Syrian? Where are you from? Where's your soul origin? And then I was like, also, where's my soul origin from? Because I've been told that I'm Syrian, but I also have this feeling that I'm from Orion's belt. Not that it really matters, but like just out of curiosity. And she, the first thing she was like, doesn't matter. Like it doesn't really matter. And then she explained to me this concept of multidimensionality and time being nonlinear of like the minute you incarnate, you've always been incarnated. And so all of your, like I was saying with the past life stuff, they're all occurring simultaneously. So you're right now, like right now I'm on Sirius having a lifetime. I'm on the plate, whatever other places are having a lifetime. I'm here. I'm in my lowest dimensional version of me where I'm killing humans right now somewhere on, on, in this existence, like all of it is happening now. So it's like, I never had one 
lifetime that's my origin lifetime and that's the first place I was and this is my last lifetime and this is the place that I they're all occurring at the same time the most higher dimensional versions of me and the lowest dimensional versions of me are occurring simultaneously and so it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter whether you were born in Sirius or you've had lifetimes there or whether you were a priestess or whether you're that because you're all of it and none of it that's the you know, like you're all of it. It's a, that's a paradox. And you're so fucking special and you're not special at all. And that's a, you know, and this is for me, like, honestly, the past two years of my initiation have been such a fucking ass kicking because it was like, hey, here are these connections to all these lifetimes and these magical powers. But also I'm going to strip you back of every identity and every, and, and then I tried to cling to, oh, I'm a healer. I'm a priestess. I'm a shaman. I'm so powerful. Strip that back. Like, and like stripped my business back entirely, stripped everything back where I can't identify with any of this stuff. I can't identify with what I do. I can't, even when you were saying like, oh, Beck is a priestess and a channel and a writer and a this, I was like, what does any of that fucking mean? Yeah. Like oh. I'm a soul. <laughs> like I'm it's so like, happy you're yeah. saying this. Because yeah. this is the difference between duality and a non-dual perspective. Yeah. Like if you, if you attach yourself to a certain label or identity, then in that attachment, you're also limiting. Um, you're also polarizing the opposite of that. So mm -hmm. if you say I'm an intuitive healer, then you're, you know, opposing that, you're not an intuitive healer. So when you attach to something that's literally like anchoring yourself into the third dimensional, you know, duality perspective, yeah, yeah. but it's also, it's this balance, isn't it? Of, and this is what I'm realizing more and more. And this is why a lot of people in the spiritual space struggle to niche down and we can go, I want to go back into purpose because we've gone on a bit of a tangent, but like, this is what I teach in my purpose masterclass is that your purpose is so fucking expansive and it's forever unfolding. So it's almost just like an alignment of what your, your soul self has chosen to experience in this lifetime for the expansion of you and the expansion of the universe at large. But your purpose is not your niche in your business. It's not, it's that, it's that the way that I see it is your purpose is like the umbrella thing. And then you create within that and you have room and you have fluidity and creative space to, you know, show up in, in whichever way you feel inspired as it unfolds. And um, so that in itself is really hard because when I speak to people like myself, like you, like that are in the spiritual space, niching feels very icky because it actually separates us from source consciousness because we are everything and nothing simultaneously. But how do you show up like that, right? It's not like you can yeah. tell. The human needs the label. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is back. I go to her to do this shit. Yeah. It's limiting as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's almost like when you come from that intention where like you're not attached to those titles of being an intuitive healer. So with that energetic intention, you're leaving yourself open to anything. Like you're leaving yourself open to limitless expansion. It's the, it's when you come, it's like everything. It, it's not the thing itself. It's the energy and the intention behind it. Mm -hmm. So if you're attached to those labels, that's where you will feel icky and limitless, uh, sorry, limited and all of those things. If you're not attached, then yes, like say those labels, because at the end of the day, we're in this human experience. So we do understand things through labels and identities. That's just the role of the ego, but just to be non-attached to it so that you can remain fluid. So that's really cool. You get to have fun with it. I'm like, why wouldn't I call myself priestess? That's awesome. Like I had heaps of shit at the start about calling myself a shaman and people are like, how dare you call yourself a shaman? You're not initiated in this thing. And I'm like, well, actually, babe, I've had like seven lifetimes in the Peru and like whatever. And I connect really deeply to them and I connect to the ancestors. So who are you to label me and not label me? And there's all this like politics and semantics. And I'm like, fuck it. Like I'm going to call myself a lamppost. And you can feel the vibration and frequency of that. And like, if you want to come work with me and be in my vibe, like sweet, but yeah, it's funny because humans get so caught up on labels and needing to know and understand. And, and that's yeah. the thing is, it's like, it's so freeing to be like, oh, 
today I'm a coffee drinker and tomorrow if I don't want to drink it then that's okay like we're so fluid but we're so used to like attaching to that certainty and that security that it keeps us so fucking limited Mm-hmm. And so we need to be free from our, from our own mind. And that's what I feel like, you know, you and I are here to do is allow people to see that. I do want to jump back into the purpose. And yeah. I want to ask you, because I know we kind of started it and then we went off on a tangent, but whatever needs to be received is being received. Um, and I love the free flow. What would be like your, your top, top advice? If there is someone struggling to find or connect with or really step into their soul's purpose, what would be your, your main advice for them? Yeah asking is always 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 like you always receive an answer even if it doesn't come in your timeline of when you want to receive the answer asking for signs asking for synchronicities asking to be shown hey soul show me what i'm here for hey soul i want to connect What's up, to you. Soul? <laughs> Literally, talk to your soul like you talk to your best friend connect to your heart connect to your soul every day hey soul show me hey soul why did i come here hey soul how are you doing today um you know, asking, 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 show me what brings me joy. Show me what brings me joy. Show me what feels good. Following what feels good. Following what brings you joy. Looking at the windows through the windows of if I could do nothing else every day of my life, what would that be? And honestly, it's funny because two or three years or whenever, you know, four, five years ago, when I started really looking at building my dream life, I was like, what do I want to do every day? And I was like, literally, I want to like lie by a pool, getting tanned and doing nothing. And I don't want to work. And I just want to like, you know, be free to travel. And I want to write my book and like, just, you know, help people by being me. That's what I wrote down. I was like, what the fuck career is that? Like that's, doesn't exist. And it literally is my life now. Right. I get paid to just be me. I mean, right now I'm like on a, on a um, sabbatical, but I have been paid to be me and travel around and lie by pool and like be in a trance and whatever, write my book and, and be me. And that's how I, right. So it's like, what lights you up? What excites you? What feels good for you? You were talking about following the joy and following that spark of like, and I understand it can be really difficult to connect to that because for me, when I've particularly, when I've gone through this dark night, so I was like, nothing lights me up. Nothing makes me feel good. Nothing expands me. And it's kind of a process we have to go through, unfortunately, sometimes to then be redirected to that. Um, but it's, if there's things that you are just innately good at, like we come here as a soul with both human traits and soul traits. So, um, traits that are innately just easy for us as a human. So shit that other people, you're like, how do you not get that? Like, how do you not understand how to be emotionally intelligent? Or how do you not understand how to, um, these concepts that I'm talking, these spiritual concepts, concepts, or how are you not good at like talking in front of an audience or things that like you're just really good at. It's easy for you to write. It's easy for you to speak. It's easy for you to connect with people or understand people or feel people or cooking is like really awesome or you're a really good runner or whatever it is, right? You've come here with some shit that you're really good at and you don't understand how other people can't be good at it because it just comes so naturally to you. That's a window. Things that, um, and this is something that my mentor taught me recently, which is awesome. Thank you, Gabby. Um, Things that other people, like you see other people not doing and it pisses you off. So like, how can you not get that? That's usually a window of something that you're here to do um, because it comes so easily to you. There was something else I was going to say. Skills, things that you're just innately good at um, that you enjoy doing and you could lose hours doing. And then there's certain traits that we have as a soul, which aren't doing verbs, but they're parts of who we are and who we're being so for instance as a soul i'm compassionate i'm a leader i'm fierce i'm um loving i'm wise i'm intuitive like these are all things that i am as a soul and i can feel that in myself and i don't think you know i can't i think i came into this lifetime as a five-year-old i had all these traits in some way or shape or form 
So they're post-human, like they're beyond my human experience traits. But then there's human traits like that, which for me, I'm a bit of a badass. Like I push boundaries. I, um, I'm tough, like I'm resilient. And they're shared traits between me and my soul. So my human has those traits, but my soul also has those traits, right? So it's looking at the traits and who you are as a person without the labels of this is what I do. This is my career. It's like, if you strip all of that shit back, if you strip back your associations to other people and your associations to institutions and, and I'm this person's daughter and this person's girlfriend and I have this upbringing and this um, cultural background, like who are you without all of that? is the question you want to start asking. What lights me up? What excites me? What could I do every single day of my life? And if you can't find that, then do what I did. Try a bunch of shit. Try literally every fucking thing that you can try because you'll find it. Because for me, 10 years ago, if you had told me you were really going to enjoy being in a trance and telling people their past lives and clearing and healing, I would not even known that because I wasn't connected to that. It wasn't a potential or a possibility for me. So it's like trying things that you're pulled to try. Um, and for me, that was going to see shamans and psychics and healers because exposure to that then made me be like, oh, that's a possibility for me to be that. Right. And that's that's the thing is like when you say yes to what excites you and makes you feel alive, it then unfolds from there. Like the path will keep revealing itself to you when you keep saying yes, because you declare to the universe. OK, yes, I'm following my intuitive nudges. I hear you, soul. I'm listening. I'm here. I'm going to take a small action step in that direction. And then the next action step will reveal itself and then the next one and the next one and it's it's also i just need to say this like we come here with a mission blueprint already within us like our soul knows every fucking step and this is what i used to see a lot with my clients at the start of their journey and and me as well at the start of my when all these gifts came in i was like cool i'm a shaman like what am i meant to do how do i do this what does it mean how do i do healings how am i meant to serve are they containers online are they that like what's the next step i literally my human did not know and and couldn't possibly know and it was me having to just ask my soul, what's the next step soul? What's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? We don't know the big picture. We have no freaking idea how we're going to get there. I have vague ideas of my big picture. I see myself doing like mass activations and stuff. But if I think about that, I'm like, how do I get there? That's so far away. But if I ask what is exciting for me to do now? Oh, okay. I feel like I'm going to do a workshop for people. Oh, I'm going to offer some coaching online. Oh, I'm going to start offering readings for people. And then it just gradually um, you know, and then you've like quantum leaped without even realizing it. Cause you're taking these tiny steps because your mission and your soul has a plan mm-hmm. of why it came here and the connections that you're going to have, which are going to spark that initiation for you and the soul contracts that you have and the places that you're going to go to. And it has this plan and you just need to like, let go and let your soul show you what the next step is. Absolutely. And again, it comes back to that ability to surrender, yeah. right? Capacity yeah. to surrender really determines our ability oh. to go mm-hmm. further um and one thing I just want to touch back on is when you said you said something which was along the lines of like you know what comes easy to you and this is the thing is like it's almost like we believe and we're in this paradigm that for something to be good it has to be hard or it has to be complicated Mm -hmm. and the gifts that we come that come most natural to us are natural because they're part of our soul self-expression but we struggle to see it because they're so natural for us and I remember this happened to me before I started charging for psychic readings I was giving people psychic readings left, right, and center. And again, this came up in a conversation last night, actually. I actually started because I was going out clubbing 
And every time I was going out clubbing every weekend, I'd be connected with someone that needed a message and healing. And so I remember like I would hold their hand. And because when you drink, in my experience, the alcohol lifts my veil, it lifts their veil. And I just feel that permission from a higher self and it just starts to flow. And I would start giving people these readings. I remember having like grown men like at the bar with me crying their eyes out, being like, oh my God, I needed to hear that. How did you know that? And then it just clicked to me at one point and I was like, shit, maybe I should start charging for this. And it still took me ages to fully step into it. And I remember I was like, okay, so I started doing these readings and I was doing it, but I was kind of feeling like, oh, there's something more like this can't be what my career is, right? There must be something more. And I remember having a conversation with my brother and he was like, Emma, you're already fucking doing it. It's already right in front of you. And I was like, no, it's not. Like, I'm not here to be a psychic. This isn't what I'm going to do. And I walked in my room and I was in there for about half an hour. And then I walked back out and I was like, yeah, bro, you're right. (laughs) I was like, why am I rejecting something that comes so natural for me? It's there for a reason. And that was my access point into the coaching space. And, you know, from there, I did many certifications and I've expanded and enriched my understanding and I can hold space for clients in a different way. But I've always had strong psychic ability. So why would I reject that part of myself? And actually the reason that I did reject that part of myself, now I've said it out loud, is because of how we've been conditioned. It's the, it's the indoctrination, right? So many of us struggle to step into our purpose because we've been indoctrinated that that, that gift isn't acceptable in society. And that's yep. fucking hard. To it's go also like, it's literally your job as a soul. <laughs> your only fucking and if you do this you cannot fuck it up mm-hmm. is to connect to your soul connect to your heart consciousness and be the most authentic version of you that there is that's literally your only job you are living your purpose and being an expression of who you are if you were connected to your heart and you were connected to your soul that's it like that's your only fucking job it's not about what you do for work it's not about like i said there's things that i do as part of my purpose and who i am as a soul that i don't get paid for because it's just who I am. It's like literally your only job is to be who you are in the most authentic expression and do the things that bring you joy and come easily to you because they're your gifts that were given to you as a, like, you know, so you can share them. Like that's literally why you have gifts. So you can share them um, and gift them to the world. Your soul's mission is to share yourself and your art and your um, authenticity and your frequency with the world. That's like your biggest mission, really. Mm, exactly and this is the thing is like why it's so hard for people to step into is because we're in a paradigm and a culture which is based off of status and hierarchy and power so we're like oh well how do I monetize this or you know it's got to be this this and this does it though like does it just do it just do it and trust trust the process and Um, judgment and conditioning where we have to judge ourselves by all of these different like rhetorics and standards and like yeah so we're judging our authentic self we're taught that it's not okay to be our authentic self we're taught to like hide away the things that make us unique hide away our crazy hide away our weird woo-woo shit where that's the stuff that we need to be leaning into like we are literally here to stand out and be different and be independent and be individual not to conform and be all the same and we're so afraid of not belonging and we're taught that we're going to be outcasts from our past lives and from whatever else that we have this innate fear to show up and be this authentic expression of ourselves. when really that's literally what you came here to be as weird and fucking wonderful as you can be. And that's how you're going to light up and change the world. Exactly. Exactly. And if that is your one focus of, okay, I'm going to be my fullest and most authentic expression of self, that is the frequency that will generate all other experiences, right? Okay. Frequency first. When that is your one focus, like even as you said, like, you know, my 
ah, so exciting. I'm like, what do, like, where do I start? Mm-hmm. Like when you were saying like, it's like how you show up as your purpose, not just what you get, get paid for. Like that is, that is it. I literally live and breathe this work. Every interaction Everything. I have is love. Every interaction is love. Every, every interaction is, you know, an opportunity to activate or be a catalyst for someone. And also that's not my intention at the same time. You know what I mean? That's just my experience. And it's, it's when you show up in the world from that place, that every interaction, every word you speak, every action you take, like the way that you move in the world is your purpose. And that will generate the abundance that will generate the, the love, the relationships, like it has to come from frequency first. And so if you're stuck in that place of, well, what's my purpose, but you're still trying to play in the realm of predictability and you're getting stuck in the details, then just open up and expand and start to play in the realm of possibility right and open up and be the frequency that you wish to see in the world that you wish to experience and then from that place the opportunities the clarity the the people the experiences all of that will you know be in alignment for you and will reveal itself and you also oh my whole body's tingling as I want to say this you don't even fucking know the impact you are having just by being you and I want to tell a story real quick I've been feeling really disconnected from my purpose for the past six months because I went through this like deconditioning of my purpose is not my job or my career or my label as like a healer priestess, whatever. Right. So I spirit, spirit smacked me down with that one for a while and stopped me making money and all this shit. And I was in Tulum, Mexico um, a couple of weeks ago on this crazy, the universe redirected me there. Um, I wasn't meant to go there. And then I was there and I met this man and I've been going through this like thing of like, um, feeling really disconnected from my purpose and my why and it really used to excite me to help people and excite me to awaken people and have these conversations and all this stuff and I completely forgot about all of that for a little in my like hole of despair and karmic clearing anyway so in Tulum my Airbnb manager um sat down with me it was like day two or whatever and he sat down with me and he was asking me oh what do you do and I was like oh I'm nomadic and I like work as a healer and I work online so I can live wherever and I'm traveling at the moment and whatever just being me and having a holiday and It was literally in the space of a 20 minute conversation that for me was just a conversation I have every single day when he was asking me, oh, what do healers do? Or like, how did you know you were healer or whatever? I was just like kind of talking about my life and my story and I could see his face light up and his life changed in an instant. And he was like, holy shit, like I'm a healer. I'm here to do this. Like, this is what I'm here for. Cause I was saying about how people have always like felt to open up to me and felt comfortable with me or whatever. And he's like, oh my God, Beck, like that's what my life is like. People just open up to me and I feel really good when I help them. And I saw all this, like, it was crazy because in Tulum for me as well, um, I had a huge past life remembrance there and like codes that I needed to um, assimilate back into my being and whatever. And I could see this ancestral DNA within him of his connection to that ancestry and this healing lineage literally come online. Like I could see it because that's my job, part of my job as we're having this conversation, which for me, I wasn't getting paid for that conversation. Didn't feel difficult for me. It didn't feel hard at all. It was like the most easy, just like throw away 20 minutes of my life. And when I went away, he messaged me immediately and was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, like blah, blah, blah. And I could see how quickly I'd changed and impacted someone's life literally by sitting on a a deck chair in my bikini, just talking shit, like something about, you know, talking about something that to me is just, I love talking about it. Like if you couldn't pay me to talk, I mean, you will pay me and people will do pay me to talk about it, but I'm so passionate about this. And I would even in Bali, when I was living in Bali and I'd go to the spa every single day and it was like spirit would always place someone next to me on the deck chair next to me that needed to hear a message. And it's not that I, I go out seeking to give people messages, but it's just like somehow we would get on the conversation of like their purpose or something. And every single time they'd get up and give me a hug and be like, thank you. Like you changed my life. 
And all I was doing was sipping a coconut and lying by a pool and just talking about spirituality, which I love doing. Like I could do this every single day for the rest of my life. I could be on this podcast till 10 PM tonight and still have to talk about, right? So it's like, I get paid to do this and be this. Um, and obviously that that's, I'm not getting paid from these people. I'm getting paid from other streams of revenue when I do healings with clients or um, other avenues, right? But as long as you're showing up as yourself and being who you are, like the abundance will come in whatever way it needs to come. And it's like, stop being attached to that abundance or that success coming from your work or your purpose being your work, because your purpose sometimes is stuff that doesn't look like work. Like I said, me having these conversations with people or doing grid work, which is like, no one's going to pay me for that except the universe. Right. So yeah, I had to say that as well, because it's like, you don't even know who you're impacting and who you're giving permission to be their authentic selves just by being your authentic self. And that's our job. It's like the ripples of people that you were affecting because you were being yourself. Like there are people who randomly reach out to me all the time. And I love this. Like, this is why I do this. And they're like, fucking thank you for saying what you said on social media. Or I found you and like, you said exactly what I needed to hear. And I'm literally just there being like, this is what's going on for me. And I'm having a really shit time. And like, <laughs> I'm just sharing. And that's my only job is to be authentic and share and be vulnerable and be open and be true yeah that's, that's the word that was coming through for me when you were saying that is true when you're living true to yourself it, magic fucking happens right yeah. when you're showing up and you're true to yourself and you're not covering how you feel or how you want to show up like that's when the magic happens and I actually want to celebrate you for a moment because you do show up so authentically online Thank you know you. even like the way that you channel and and you know that might be a bit of a shock to people like what happens to your body when you do that and the stuff that you share and about your personal experience, like you're so open and so honest and that is paving the path for other people to show up in the same way. So, and people yeah. think it's really interesting. Like when we were on, on this like spiritual ego thing, people think, Oh, a spiritual leader or a teacher, they're teaching people and they're, they're, they're giving their wisdom, imparting their knowledge. And it's like, literally, I'm not here to teach fucking anyone, anything. I'm here to have my experience of life and share my experience and share what I'm going through and what I'm learning to help you have a remembering of all the shit that you already know that you've just forgotten. Right. Like, so I'm, when I say I activate other star seeds or priestesses or I initiate them, I'm not doing anything except for connecting you to the part of you that already knows all this stuff and me literally just being me and having this journey. And it's funny because I believe that my purpose is all of the soul connections that I have and these crazy tangents and journeys in my life um, path, which has been like crazy as fuck all of that has been part of my mission because then there's stories that I can share and talk about. And I had this experience and it was this learning experience and it was this spiritual experience, this growth thing that I now get to teach about. And when I say teach, it's like, it's just me sharing my experience. And in that sharing of, I had this karmic situation that was really heavy and this and this and this, and I had to break through in this way. That is helping someone else to see themselves in that situation and get a learning or get an activation where there's this resonance with, my experience resonates with their experience. And that's really all that healing is. As an energy healer, I'm not here to heal you. I'm here to clear some shit that's on the same frequency as the shit that you've got to clear. And so basically what happens in my sessions is I tune into lives of my own that I've had that are in resonance or frequency with that past life that they've got to clear or whatever it is. And I literally just sit there and I clear my own shit and I transmute my own shit. And in doing that, it like, their innate healing capacity comes online and they start clearing their own shit. And that's a complete tangent, but it's like kind of not a tangent, but kind of is. Yeah. hundred percent. And like, that's, it's a sacred exchange, right? Yeah. Every time before I jump on a client session, I, when I invoke the energies to support the session, I always say, I'm so blessed and grateful for this sacred exchange. Mm -hmm. We're just, we're just, 
doing energy work, like simultaneously, like as I'm healing you, I'm healing me, I'm healing me, I'm healing you. It's just this beautiful exchange. And that's why I'm so grateful for every client that I get to work with, because it's not just that I'm helping them. They're also helping me, you know? And so we're in this together, we're activating together. And, you know, I dedicate my sessions as well to the, sometimes I'll dedicate my sessions to specific things when I'm tuning into the energy of my client and I can feel maybe it's transformation, maybe it's feminine consciousness, maybe it's awakening, whatever. So, and you'll notice like before we jumped on the podcast, before we started recording, I asked you to, you know, take a breath with me. And um, I, fuck, it's completely lost my mind what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, there's an intention. There's purpose and intention behind yeah. what you're doing. And you're like, this is not just serving me and it's not you. And we're not just having a conversation. We tuned into what's the message that everyone needs to hear. Mm-hmm. Let us be a fucking, and this is literally, okay, this is something else that I want to get onto now about purpose. Yeah. Your job is to be a clear channel. So the other thing that you should be doing is stripping back your bullshit. For me, all my gifts came online without me trying to bring them online by doing the clearing work of all my conditioning and all of the slave codes and bullshit that's like holding me back from being an authentic expression. When you start clearing that shit away, you're going to connect with your soul um, and who you really are at your essence. Right. Um, And so for me, my most important, the most important thing for me is it's not um, anything but my own healing journey and my own not being precious about spirit kicking me in the ass and being like, here's a, you know, an ego death and here's another ego death. And like, Oh, look at you. You're so cute. Like you think you're so high and mighty and spiritual. And then your whole family triggers you within five minutes of being in Sydney. Right. So it's like not being, it's the ability to be humility and it's humbleness is something that I'm really working on in this journey, but it's also being a channel for source. We're here to be a channel for source and you can't be a hollow bone as they call it. Like the shaman's a hollow bone. You can't be a hollow bone. If you've got a bunch of human shit, standing in the way, um, which is filtering your channel, which is filtering the messages that you need to give to people, which is like, but I want to talk about this today because my ego thinks that that's going to get me more likes. And it's spirits over here being like, there's a hundred million people in your field that need to hear this message right now. If I got worried about like, how are people when I write, cause I write about this shit. I write about like lots of light works. I want to kill themselves right now. I want to kill myself. I've been going through this dark night. It's all this depression. It's been really difficult. There's been moments where I've been on the floor and I'm open. And you said, you know, you, you resonate with my content because it's like that. But in that moment, if I had filtered myself and been like, oh, this is too heavy. Or what are people going to think they're going to judge me if I start talking about this? People wouldn't have heard that message that like the five people that were going to end their lives because they felt so unheard. We're not going to hear that message because my human shit was in the way. And it's the same as a healing. If I have an ego about this needs to be a really big healing and they need to have this result and this, it needs to look like this, then I'm blocking spirit from channeling through me and I'm blocking um, what needs to happen to happen. Because sometimes, and I've seen this in my healings, like the actual healing itself is not the transmission that they needed or the experience they needed. They needed to be pissed off because it felt like it didn't work and they were gypped and they you know, had that experience of like, you ripped me off to have that trigger come up to clear some shit. And so we never know, right? Or like, for instance, there was a woman once who I did a healing with and um, nothing really happened to her and she didn't connect to it. And then she broke down and she's like, I don't understand why to like, none of these shamans are able to help me. And I can't, you know, it's like, blah, blah, blah. And that breakdown at the end of that frustration of like, I feel so alone. I feel like um, no other healer can help me was the breakthrough that she needed of like, oh shit, I meant to do this healing work for and through myself, right? So that's what I was there for. And yeah, it was a really expensive realization for her, but spirit brought me to her because I was the person to give her that message. So it's being open and receptive and like, 
a clear channel, which basically means like, getting your fucking bullshit out of the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. And more of, yeah, more of your soul self will be revealed as you do that dissension work, as you do that foundational psychological work. Um rather than like pushing for it and resisting, you know, I need to find my purpose, I need to find my purpose. No, like do the work and it will naturally come to you. Um, Two things I want to mention. One is when you were saying then about, you know, like triggering someone, if we hold back on our truth and what we share, because we feel responsible for how other people feel, that's not helping anyone. I see this a lot in breakups where someone will break up from someone and then they'll feel guilty, especially in women. They want to like be there for the you know, that ex, they want to like support them through the healing process. And it's like, yes, I understand your want and desire to do that. You know, naturally being the feminine as well, you're like nurturing energy, but at the same time, you could be robbing them for their own evolution. If you're exactly. always there as the, the, their backbone and always there as a support, you're yeah. not actually giving them the space for their own learning and their own expansion. Um, and there was something else you said actually that I wanted to. And you're going to trigger a lot of fucking people. If this is, if you're a star seed, if you're a light worker, you're going to trigger the fuck out around. You're going to trigger everyone that's not living in their purpose, not living in their authenticity, not living in their light. You're going to trigger a lot of people. You need to learn to be okay with that. And that's something that I had. I learned that really early on. And like, I fully trigger freaking every single person that comes into my life. I trigger them because I'm an activator and that's what I'm here for. And it's like anyone that's not, in their soul expression gets triggered by me. Mm-hmm. And I used to take that shit really personally. And I'd be like, why don't people like me? And like mm-hmm. all this stuff. And obviously I do the work as well to be like, what am I attracting? What am I susceptible to? But when someone gets triggered by me, usually um, I have an understanding of this is for some, it's bringing up something for them that they need. And it's the same for me. Like I attract people into my life that trigger me mm-hmm. in really big ways because they're activating something within me or, you know, holding up a mirror to something that I need to heal. And we're all here to trigger each other. But especially, I just want to say, like, especially if you're a healer and you're a shaman and all this stuff, um, yeah, you're going to trigger people a lot more than most people because a lot of people want to be doing and and be a free and authentic and all of this stuff the way that you are. And it's triggering for people to see that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel with me, you know, I have moved around a lot in my life and I've had many deep relationships. Like when I connect with someone, we always connect on a very deep level and it's so beautiful and powerful. And I've kind of gone from like friendship group to friendship group to, you know, I moved on the other side of the, the, other side of the world in Melbourne. And I know you've traveled a lot as well. And something that came to mind for me about a year ago was that my relationships, I've, I've had many different relationships, like intimately and as well, like friendship and, you know, soul family And I'm like, why do I keep moving and being in these different groups and different relationships? And like, what is this? And my family actually take the piss out of me because I've had so many like romantic relationships. And I'm like, yeah, but my, I activate through relationship. I activate through relationship. I can hold a space for people and heal with people. Like my relationships are always transmuting and, you know, they trigger me and I sit with that and, you know, and, and that's actually the beauty. So me moving around and me having, you know, different relationships is part of my purpose here. It's really through relationship. And, and, and that's, is something so beautiful. Like when I adopted that perspective of, you know, it's not like a negative thing, it's really like a powerful thing. It's part of my purpose. I just surrender into it. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So I want to ask you, as we kind of close out this, this podcast today, I've just realized it's the 11th of February today. So it's the 11th of the 2nd, 2022. It's amazing. <laughs> Divine numbers. I fucking love that. Um, obviously with everything we're going through with COVID at the moment, everyone's shaken up, you know, everyone's waking up rapidly. 
if you could give advice or guidance to the people listening today and feel free to channel this. Yeah, I was feeling that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I felt that. Really close my eyes. So yeah. if you could just give your advice, maybe in like 15 to 20 seconds, what message would you want to give to people? Yeah, so it's like stay centered, stay true to yourself, stay true to your mission, stay true to why you're here. Don't get pulled into the stories. Don't get pulled into the drama. Don't let yourself get pulled into the media circus. Trust. Um, it's like lean into and trust what you're feeling. You'll be able to sense and discern on a feeling and vibrational level what the truth is. Lean more into discernment, feeling in your body, what feels real, what feels true. Follow this feeling beyond anything else. And you'll make it through. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I love the rhyming. <laughs> I didn't realize I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Amazing. Amazing. So before we wrap up today, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Um, I'm currently in Australia. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Who knows where I'll be next week? <laughs> um, I am on Instagram at BeckMyLonis, or you can find me BeckMyLonis.com, or on Facebook, you can add me as a friend or find me on there, BeckMyLonis. So, yeah, send me a DM. Honestly, like I'm really um, adamant on whenever I do any sort of appearance anywhere or talk about this stuff, it's really triggering for some people. Stuff is going to come up. Um, this is an activating conversation that we're having. So if some of you might be like shaking in a corner, remembering these fucking past lifetimes and having this experience, like, please reach out to me on my DMs. I'm so like approachable. And I, I, you know, I love to hear from all of you. If this resonates, if you're going through this, if you need support, I'm here for you, please message me. There's lots of content about this on my website. There's a blog about all of this stuff um, and awakening and healing. And in my DMs, I'm always, always, always here to hold space and help you through it because I don't believe anyone should ever have to go through this alone. So yeah, I would love to hear from you if it resonated or you're going through it or yeah. Beautiful. Yay. Thank you so much for jumping online with me today. It's been such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you again for your honesty and your openness. And yeah, I just really want to celebrate you again for your authenticity and the work that you're doing here and keep showing up girl. You too, babe. I love you. Oh, it's been great. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> All right, I'll stop recording and I will um I'll send you a text <laughs> straight away. All right, lots of love. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Okay.